This is Sid Haig for Nightmare Junkhead. Listen, or I'll come over there and put my boot all up in your ass. out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast <laughs> a horror podcast that faces down the monsters in the closet but, but not, not in the, the ones in the, in the white, house. white house that is right guys well my name is greg d i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode we're having a state of the union address for not only the horror genre but for our podcast as well nightmare junkhead uh nothing crazy we're not disbanding this isn't you know the epic final episode right this is more of a we're actually out recording we're doing our uh henry david thoreau again yeah outside in the great outdoors it yeah in the backyard america it's wonderful we're sam the eagling it man we are this is fantastic we Mm -hmm. are just you know we're uh we're with the earth right now man we're you know you if you (coughs) listen you can hear birds in the background man that's come on that's serene you know springtime i'm just waiting for that cinderella moment where the birds start (laughs) putting you know scarves on us and <laughs> the animals all around up uh-huh, to us uh-huh, and just like <laughs> but this is our state of the union address and before we go any further let me remind you we are part of the ever expanding boom howdy podcast network boom howdy and you can find all of our past episodes at boomhowdy.com and if you're like me and you like to listen to us on the go simply search for nightmare junkhead in your itunes stitcher or soundcloud app Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your vote hole. <laughs> Very nice. Topical again. So, State of the Union for Nightmare Junkhead, first and foremost. Again, we are a weekly horror <coughs> podcast, and we are going to continue to be weekly. And let me apologize to not only our listeners, but you. We we we, we missed one last week. Yeah. And um, I'm not going to lie, I was just, I was fighting like a super flu I don't know what hit me, man. It was rough. It was the flu. wasn't the hives or anything, you know. I asked for a doctor's note. <laughs> <laughs> it was rough. Uh, yeah, thanks for that. I went to Doctor Jellyfinger, and uh, he, you know, took good care of me. Doctor Mantis Toboggan. <laughs> it was MD. It was a little rough, but um, um, it kind of made me upset. Number one, that we had missed, you know, an episode, but it also made me go, okay, well, let's. What are we going to be doing here in the upcoming months? Um, you know, we've uh, had the opportunity to, number one, you know, catch up on recent um, films, you know, our witch episode. Uh, we have, I've gotten some good feedback from it. Oh, cool. um, you know, people really digging it. Um, and it's one I think that we took more of a serious approach on for the most part. People likes to live deliciously. <laughs> That's doubts. <laughs> uh, you don't underestimate the power of Black Phillip. <laughs> um, but one of the things, you know, obviously we're here in the Kansas City area and we have a, a really strong ties to the Kansas City Horror Club, which is, you know, not by accident considering... <laughs> You are the president. Right. And vote, vote genius. That's exactly. <laughs> don't vote. Don't look at me, man. I uh, was at uh, Opus and uh, Bill the Cat. I was actually uh, looking at their campaign. Uh, but you've actually, we've got, you've got a, uh, a fundraiser coming up. Yeah, we got the uh, horror club Bad Bunny's Ball. So. Love the alliteration with that. <laughs> it's going to be uh, Saturday the 26th, the day before Easter. The night before Easter, I should say. And uh, the doors are about 8 o'clock. And it's going to be a fundraiser for the Kansas City Horror Club. And what we do is we're going to have uh, three bands we're going to have. And they're all, like, local. So we're going to have Dirge Choir, which is Patrick Hart. Um, we're going to have Automatic, which is Victor Zen, friend of the show. 
and friend they, of the club. Yeah, and they were actually, they played at the uh, Horror Marathon we did, didn't they? Yep. Excellent, yep. excellent. Yep, and then um, another one, uh, a punk man called uh, Brain Dead. Nice. Yeah. Very appropriate. And then we're going to have um, an appearance in a couple of performances from Cher. <gasps> Cher to blame? Cher to blame. Oh, snap. Yeah. So and we're so, getting music, burlesque, yeah, all sorts of good stuff. Yeah, and it's all donations at the door. Excellent. So we're going to have suggested donations, but it's going to be suggestions at the door, and so, like, whatever, you know? Oh. And then we're going to have um, all kinds of fun goodies. That's going to be, and any time, you know, the horror club gets together, it's always a good time. Yeah, it should be a good time. Um, it's 21 and up, and it's at the Next Space, which is on 18th Street, downtown Casey Mo. It's... Uh, like about a block away from Grinders. Okay, yeah. So those of you in the Kansas City area, the outlying Kansas City area, we of course we got to see you there. You know, we'll obviously be there. Yeah, um, it's getting me out of the house, which is always good. <laughs> you know, genius. You'll you'll see him. You'll hear him from far away. Yeah. But uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. come up if you see us. Say hi. Yeah. Because um, obviously we'll be there having a good time, talking horror, just getting crazy with all the good and the good local. People. And there's going to be some cool like um, Easter treats. Ah, as there should be, as yeah. there should be. There's going to be some cool issue treats. We're going to have a couple of raffles. And uh, the, I'm not promising anything, but the Easter Bunny might make an appearance and give out candy to, Thank all, the, you, Easter Bunny. to all the bad boys and girls. Ah. So, if you you know, the Easter Bunny's good with the comeuppance. So, yeah. you know, if you've been so, bad. Yeah, so, you know, 21 and up should be a fun time. Okay, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it, man. And you know, any time to get, a, get together with all the people like that, it's a good time. So yeah. in the Kansas City area. But if you're also in the Kansas City area, you know we um, we have the opportunity. We're very fortunate. I think we can uh, host screenings here in the area. Yeah, cool ones. And we've had the opportunity. You know, uh, we um, host a uh, we do a movie night over at Tapcade, which yeah. is part of uh, Screenland. Um, and then obviously we host a lot of films at the Alamo Draft House. And so we're getting ready here to start a 35 millimeter <laughs> series. So all the films that you'll see are all 35 millimeter prints. On oh, nice prints too. And, so, and that's the I know the one we're starting off with is phenomenal. But I think some of the um, interesting points they said some of these prints may be a little beat up, you know, so, which I think will add to the authenticity. Most definitely to that. Um, but our first one we're doing is on March 18th. We're uh, launching it with a it's a it's a 35 millimeter print of Suspiria. Yes, I and this is the one. If uh, you were at the Dismember the Alamo, uh, this is the one that we that was screened there. So mm-hmm. if you saw that, you know it's a great print. Um, but what's fun is uh, we have the opportunity to program all of these screenings. Yeah, like we get to decide on this, and we had it tied with Nerds and Nostalgia. What we were originally going to do is record episodes about the films. And then one of the things, obviously, because we like to get interactive, we love talking mm-hmm. with uh, with our listeners, with Most horror definitely. fans, because they're smarter than us. <laughs> yeah. They're more well-spoken than us. They can school us pretty much on everything, which is why I love you know getting involved with them. But mm-hmm. uh, what we'll do is after the screenings is you and I will be in the lobby, and we're going to talk with people. Yeah. And what you say will be on the next episode then. Uh, that we pre-record. So, you know, the episode will consist of our thoughts, we'll bring in special guests, and yeah. then the end of the episode will be your reactions to the screenings. So, look for the Suspiria episode to drop, I believe, on March 25th, uh, but it's going to be through Nightmare Junkhead. Mm-hmm. You know, it, we are the nerds of nostalgia, but this is, you know, it's 35 millimeter horror prints. Oh, yes. You know, it's 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 our education. Yeah. You know. And Suspiria is the first to come. Oh, I'm excited about, like, coming up too well and the the thing is and i think we've talked about it a few times before on the podcast but it bears repeating you know when we were given 
the phone book, basically. Oh, yeah, man. Of all the prints that are available, it blew our mind. Think of, like, okay, you're super hungry, right? And somebody gives you a menu with everything you like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they're like, you know what? Bon appetit. So and- we're like, ah. And we were basically texting back and forth, like, just movie titles that we were just mm-hmm. so giddy on because there's so many great horror films in yes. here. And, I mean, we've got, like, mainstream Marvels, you know, the ones that everyone knows. There's mm-hmm. the cult classics. Uh, there's then, the, like, the next level of films. I right. mean, there are so many to choose from. It was ridiculous. And then the best part was they gave us an even bigger selection of trailers yeah. that we can attach. So not only um, will we be getting a 35mm print of Suspiria, Suspiria, but then we've also attached the these trailers for our next film that we're going to sh- screen. So the tra- the last trailer you see will be the next movie we're doing on 35. Cool. Which, yeah, so I'm really excited for this, man, because we've already programmed, I think, the first three uh-huh. so far. Um, and, you know, if we get a good turnout with this, you guys, we can do these, like, more than once a month, I'd... or or we can add something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you know, t- you know, let the Alamo know on that because I would love to have these things weekly. Yeah, because I think there's just so much you, you get, guys don't understand. Stuff. Yeah, the stuff we're gonna screen. <laughs> um, you know, and I'll I'm, I'll give you a, a hint for the the film after Suspiria. Suspiria. It's a it's a franchise film from one of the you know the the major '80s franchises, and I'll leave it at that. I'm not mm-hmm. going to tell you which one, what it is, but it's a, oh, it's a glorious I'm, one, man. It's 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 one that it's like I haven't seen that since it came out. And oh yeah, just, it's just I've I've never seen it on 35. No, I take it back. I did see that in the theater, so I yeah. would have had to have. But, but I haven't back in the dirt. Yeah, I mean, we're talking like yeah, when it but was it's, released. It's, oh, it's, oh, it's and I'll even tell you the the next one we have after that is a remake film. Yeah, and I'm gonna leave it at that. But you guys, we have so like we're like pinhead right now. You know, we have just we have such sights to show you. <laughs> Sincerely, man, it's it's really exciting, and I'm really really looking forward to it. Um, and so, yeah, well, we will be releasing these episodes with Nightmare Junkhead then, you know, yeah. rather than there's a nostalgia because it's it's Horror makes hands sense. and hands. Yeah, exactly. And um, so, again, so um, when you see us, we're the nerds of nostalgia. We're Nightmare Junkhead. We're yeah. Greg. We're genius. But, you know, we liked I, I want to redirect it. I wanted to make sure we directed that to Nightmare Junkhead. Yeah, I understand. You know? And uh, also we can check out um, Monday Movie Mystery Night. Yes, because there's going to be some horror treats in oh, there too. We've already got our marathon planned. Yes, which is going to happen in October. Which again, I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, the <laughs> fact that we've already got everything planned out and prepared. That was like one of the first things. Okay, let's do. <laughs> well, of course. Well, you know the one that we had last year. I think it went over really well. Yeah. Uh, where we screened, it was Demons, Night, Night of, of the, the Demons, Demons and, and Demon, Demon Night. Night. Yeah. And so we're going to, again, we're going to do three films this year, but we're going to add more to it. We're going to record a live episode of the podcast there, Mm -hmm. uh, and we're going to have the spooky fun. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. And I want that to be, when we do our movie nights, to be a a fun party-like atmosphere. Almost definitely. And those are definitely... When movies you show like that, almost has to be a party. A celebration. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a celebration, bitches. <laughs> Waiting for that one. Uh, but, yeah, that's one we do through Nerds of Nostalgia. But, you know, when we do something big like that, it'll be through both. It's like the Nerds of Your Nightmare podcast right. when we combine them. Yeah. Um, so always look out for those as well. Plus, we got a big uh, summer coming up. Oh, yeah. it's uh, yeah. <laughs> We're going to be at um, the Kansas City Comic Con. Kansas City Comic Con. We're going to be at Crypticon. Yeah. And then, oh, and we then, got tickets yeah, we in got June. Yeah, we got tickets for... Uh, 
We're going to go see the master himself. Right. John Carpenter. Hey, everybody. I'm John Carpenter. John, how you doing, man? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I'm excited about this show. I'm so excited to see you play, man. You know, I've been a lifelong fan. Uh, yeah, man. I love your work. Um, I, I, would you sign my copy of NBA 2000? Oh, man. You want to get high and play a little bit of it, man, before <laughs> I sign it? Dude, that's music to my ears, man. Yeah, we are going to get to see John Carpenter. <laughs> and I don't even, I'm trying to think of like, like contextually, what this can be compared to? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be awesome, right? But we've been like speculating on what's it gonna be. What, what, what in the hell could it be, right? So, in like, terms of like, because I'm a metal fan, right? I like intricate stage shows. You know, Iron Maiden <laughs> puts on a great show. So, do I go in with that kind of anticipation? <laughs> you know, is like, uh, you know, like is like they're gonna be a giant shape that comes out at the end. You know, <laughs> on the puppet strings like fucking Spinal Tap. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking like all of a sudden. <laughs> he starts playing Halloween and all these Michael Myers comes out behind him and they're like fucking break dancing and like just getting boogie down at the <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the shapettes. Right? He's like, let's kick it. Right? And then like <laughs> just like fat beats and like lights come up and they rip open their uh Michael Myers and they're wearing like booty shorts from like the nineties and like sparkling bras and they're just like bum 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 like a sort of mix of lot video. <laughs> but with this is my, this is my, the Carpenter <laughs> hits. How intense is, would that be? And I, I you know, I've um, the last show I saw in Colorado was back in like 2006. I saw it was John Zorn, Mike Patton, and Fred Frith. And it was just this awesome, crazy noise show. So I'm... That's my context for a Denver show. So I'm ho- I know it's going to be probably more relaxed. They'll probably like show like images from his films in the background, maybe. It's supposed to be in a movie theater. Oh, see... You know what's going to happen, man? Is like like that's ripe for some demons esque stuff to happen. Right. All of a sudden, like, there's like a big like uh, <laughs> skeleton mask, but like a Michael Myers, and if you accidentally touch it, it'll cut you, and then like all hell breaks loose. I'm telling you, man. I oh my god. Now I'm paranoid about it. Now I'm not going to be able to enjoy the show. <laughs> like we're, too, we're we're leaving the concert, and all of a sudden it's like ends mouth or like Hobbs End. Right? There's like Sutter Kane books in like the lobby and shit. Just like <laughs> oh my yeah, that would just no no. See that because yeah, when you we when we go to the like Lovecraftian <laughs> themes with the John Carpenter, uh. I would be afraid. <laughs> oh my god! And I know you know I've talked about it before p- plenty of times on the podcast. I can't listen to the Halloween record anymore because right. it scares me. <laughs> so you know he's gonna. It's like gonna be just silence in the. And I'm just gonna lose my shit, man. Like, and then all of a sudden, like spotlights come up, and there's Michael oh, Myers in the audience. No, no, he's just gonna be staring at like the top balcony down at me, man. Since, <laughs> or God help us if they pulled like a William Castle esque thing, where like <laughs> they he just out, <laughs> or like fucking like, skeletons on streets come down. Ooh, spooky! Bum 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 bum. I don't know what I don't know what to anticipate, but I know it's not going to be anywhere as grand as that. But um, it's really funny is the fact that we're going with a whole crew of people, yeah. including uh, two cats from this the podcast network, uh, Control Alt Delete, uh, Adam Roberts and Eric Havens. They're, we're all going down as just one giant crew. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Bum, bum, bum. It's 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 interesting because it's you know we're going to see John Carpenter perform music, but what would you give? In this day and age, right now, and kind of the current state of horror, to have to j- have John Carpenter make a film, and but it's like it's a callback, and it's like it's a reminder of why we love John Carpenter and why we're missing things right now. Because 
you know, our the witch right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we we've seen it several times. Yeah. We both like it. Yeah. It's very divisive right now in the horror uh, genre. Even horror fans are losing their shit on it. Like they're shitting on it. They're you know, it's not a horror film or this is crap. But what do we really honestly have in terms of horror right now? We're going to go from State of the Union and Nightmare Junkhead to the State of the Union and horror. You know, would you define as what we're getting right now within the past few years as, you know, would you say, yeah, we're in a horror renaissance or we're in a horror dry spell? You know, what are your thoughts right now with the current state of horror? I think it's just shifting and changing. Like, it's just how everything shifts and changes over the years. Like, you had the 80s slasher, mm-hmm. right? And so... And then that in, got played out, right? And then in the uh, like early two thousand, it was like, "Ooh, ghost stories from Japan." You get all the yeah, the J horror, right? And so I just think we're going through a different spell. It's almost like uh, some things are for the fans, and some things are just like Bleh, Hollywood. There you go. It's such a it's a decisive thing, and like people are saying, it's it's one or the other. People are like going like, and they're saying oh it's not horror they're not things are not horror you know what here's the thing haters are gonna like fucking hate all the of time of course they man. are of you course. know what i'm saying i mean for every good idea you're gonna have like oh that fucking fuck you know i mean and there's even like fuck, we had debates on here i'm like hollow the halloween oh yeah you know yeah so i think everybody just needs something to bitch about you know what i'm saying i mean that's comes down to it everybody just needs something to bitch about so like you know what everybody any says whether a good movie or a bad movie take it for a grain of salt and what they need to do is they need to find it out for themselves well, sir, well I, you know what i'm saying well there's uh there's just a lot of talk about the importance of like social media right now in terms of you know uh, even just shit like twitter yeah. facebook you know having a huge social media presence but there's cool stuff on that too so once again it's like I don't know. Yeah, I think we're in. A, I think we're in a good evolving period. Because yeah, last year I saw probably more new horror films than ever, and I, a lot of it is because of the podcast, yeah. obviously. But I also enjoyed more new horror films than I thought I ever would. Yeah. Um. You know, we talked a lot about them here on the uh, the episodes, but like you know, we are still here. Um, Starry Eyes. Yeah. Um, a lot of these, and a lot of it is Some more, of the more low-key, under-the-radar ones. It's more independent horror. Yeah, uh, most definitely. I don't think really in terms of um, huge Hollywood productions, which I think why people were really supportive of The Witch, it got such a large push. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of the good stuff in horror now we see are coming from more independent circuits. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do with the freedom to do more things, yeah. uh, to be a little bit more challenging. But, you know, the other thing is, I don't know, do we still, do we need horror icons Still, because we beyond anything new like uh, Hatchet, where, you know, Adam Green kind of created a right. new horror icon, whether you like Victor Crowley or not. I like him. Um, but, we, you know, we don't really have anything like that now, do we? Because, you know, back in the that day, you when can we, build franchises on. Right. Is that a priority now in horror at all? I don't know. I think here's what I think. I think the good story is the ones that matter. Right. And the bad thing is, is when something goes we need a new direction. We need to do something else. Then it gets kind of weird. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think some of the more low, like I said, some of the more low-key, the ones that are actually kind of like, I think the ones that, that are made for the fans, by the fans, are the ones that are hitting hard. The big ones that are like they try to do, mm-hmm. like on the screen, like in Hollywood, big ones, I don't think they're hitting that hard. But as for icons, the cool thing about it is, is some of the ones that we saw growing up in like, not growing up, but like, you know, yeah. in earlier stuff, underground stuff, and even shorts, they're making big stuff. Like uh, Trick or Treat didn't do that good, and it became a big it really underground huge. sleeper. And then he made Krampus, and yeah. I like Krampus. And Sam has become more iconic. He's been a kind of iconic thing, yeah. So, yeah, so no. if it's done right, and something like kind of new, mm-hmm. 
you know, especially back in the day. And now, like, we are still here. I'd like to see more from that director. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Fucking El Gigante. And even yeah. shorts. Shorts are becoming fantastic now. Yeah, and I think that's largely because I think the equipment is more readily, readily available to people. Yeah. And obviously, now, you, there's a saturation of them, but the good stuff, like anything else, rises to the top. Yeah. And we've had the opportunity to talk with some really talented people that are doing some amazing shorts. And some of the shorts, it's almost like a bite-sized like uh, buffet. Like oh, yes. anytime you want an anthology, it's a candy type sampler, thing, right? Yeah. Like oh, I want to see the gory zombie short, or I want to see like a ghost story or mm-hmm. something like that. You can find something, and like a lot of them are good. And well, so that's the kind of. I think it's also like the ADD people, and like <laughs> me included. Like uh, you know In what? I just got time span. for a little bit. Of, yeah, I only got time for a little bit of. You know, you're just sitting at work goofing off, and then you see like the lights out video, the one that's mm-hmm. only like like two minutes long, and then you're like, oh, "Fuck!" You know. So I think like a lot of good stuff is still coming out. And do you think maybe because of that, the fact that there is more of a gen- not a generational thing, but um, just because of the fact that they know more people have more that they're going to be seen, that they realize that if okay, if it's going to be a two minute short, it has to be a tight two minute short, right? And that really makes them. You know, they really have to be efficient. And that's why those shorts like that, I think that just shows so much talent. Yeah, because, like, it's unreal. You almost have to be ready for a two-hour movie. Mm -hmm. But you know what? If you're like, oh, you know what? It's ten minutes before the movie or, like, look, learn. I want to see something, like, real quick. You know, it's there Mm -hmm. for whatever you want. And like I said, it's like a horror anthology go. You know what I'm saying? Like an HBO Go, but anything you want, you're like, you can write it at your fingertips. You know what I did the other night? I rewatched a film that we talked about and actually had one of the writers on, uh, Clint Sears from uh, Tales from Halloween. I love that. I rewatched movie. that just a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And I, what I was I just forgot then um, was just how many number one people, you know, from the current horror scene are in it. Yeah. You know, but how many of those directors and writers uh, contributed to that? Uh, Mike Mendez is, he's the one that did Friday the 31st. <coughs> With a little tweak a tweet, tweak a tweet. Yeah. Thing. And I did some reverse engineering, and then I was like, oh shit, he did Big Ass Spider, which I still hadn't seen, which. It grits a good movie, right? man. And so I, I, I'm going to be watching that yeah. sometime this weekend. Big Ass Spider is great, dude. It's and, hilarious. Yeah, and it was just one of those things. Then I was like, oh well, shit, I need to look at, you know, um, Alex Carroll, and she did some other shit. Um, then our girl from Starry Eyes was in it. Yeah. And, uh, even Barbara Crampton was in right? it, and she had a horror resurgence, you know, with, with We Are Still Here. And uh, another one that I just recently watched was Your Next. Yeah? Have you seen that? I've seen it, but I haven't re-seen it in a while. It's Adam Wingard and Steve Barrett, the guys that did The Guest. Right. And I had heard a lot about it, and, uh, you know, again, there, this one also had a lot of hype with it. Um, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot, not knowing that much what was going on to it. So when, like, the little twist happens, I'm like, oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, but those are kind of like the next guys that are kind of up and coming in the in the genre right. business. And those are the guys, <coughs> like, that are our age that were raised on, you know, the Carpenter, the Cronenberg, the Dantes. And that's why I kind of like Adam Green, man. Because, mm-hmm. like, he makes such different movies. For example, like... Uh, he made the whole Hatchet series, which I love the whole Hatchet mm-hmm. series, right? And then he made uh, Digging Up the Marrow, which is only like a 180 from his other uh, stuff. Have you seen Frozen? Yes. Frozen's good. Spiral's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I like him a lot. Uh, yeah. you know, it's like the um, the Movie Crypt podcast, him and uh, Joe Lynch. Uh, shit, Everly oh. was, you know, one that we really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, it, it may or may not be, you know, scenes. May, soon, may, you know, may, you know. Who knows? Who knows? But um, that whole slew of guys that... Um, 
God love them. They're fanboys right. first and foremost, but they're talented fanboys that are producing good material. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is actually pretty comforting um, in terms of, again, some of the newer horror guys. Um, but even the Hollywood stuff. And this is the stuff that I understand now, kind of looking at it, it's not meant for us. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're looking for a younger demographic. On they're- on some, I think. On some, I, on others, I think they tried like a little almost too hard, but there was some good ones. There was the one that came out last year. It was called Unfriended. I didn't see that. I one. didn't see it either, but I have heard through very, you know, in terms of sources that I kind of trust, they said, no, it's like a legitimately good horror film. Hmm. But it was targeted specifically to like this Facebook you know, generation. Right. And if you can hear it, apparently we're upsetting the hounds of hell. <laughs> Rocked inside a corpse's shell. shell. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that's what they're making, you know, movies for. You saw The Gallows, was it? Yeah. And that one, you said, just wasn't made for us. It was yeah. made for a younger crowd. Mm-hmm. But those are, I mean, that's the crowd that has, you know, they can spend money. You know, right. they have disposable income, you know, versus people like us now that maybe, you know, we're a little bit more... T- um, where we where we're a little bit more, we have more structure, <laughs> and so did, you know. Did you get a chance to see uh, Crimson Peak? And I did not, no. but I, I heard that you if you don't go in thinking of it as a horror film, as just a gothic romance, yeah. it's better. If you go in anticipating horror, it just it kind of wrecks everything. Yeah. Uh, but you know, uh, Del, Del, Del Toro is awesome, yeah. and the fact that he plays uh, Father McPoyle and the It's Always Sunny <laughs> in Philadelphia, right? Get the eye of my pretty. Just, just. Doesn't that just add to his credibility and how yeah. great he is? But, you know, he's another guy that I think I I don't think gets enough love and could do some major stuff because he's kind of a major right. you know, voice in modern horror. Yeah, he does a lot. But it's like when it comes to Totoro, horror is an interesting layer to describe him because they're not like always 100% horror. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they're like maybe like a very dark fairy tale and there's horror in it, you know, but I'm saying like, like what you're saying, it's a gothic love story. Mm-hmm. But look at, um, but not some of the shit that he did back in the day, like Mimic. Mimic's great. Woo. I'm a big fan of Mimic. That's one of those late 90s, um, like the relic. Yes, came out around with the Penelope same time. and Miller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was very interesting. Kind of late nineties, like monster movies for right. the most part. I am, um, and that's another aspect of horror that we. I don't... miss monster movies. The Gallow, uh, the uh, no, the uh, the Hallow, the Hallow, the Hallow. Yeah, that was a pretty good one with the monster with the Irish one. I don't know if was I it saw the Hallows. I'm pretty sure you did. It was oh the yes, 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 yes! About the nymphs. Yes, 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 that was a pretty good one. And that was that was a monster yes. movie, right? Yeah, yeah, that was a creature film. Yeah. And then um, Dark Was the Night was a good creature movie. That see, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah. And so no, and what's interesting is what I you know I'm sitting here talking about the current state of horror. Apparently, some scandalous shit is going down in my neighborhood here. Um, is that when we start looking at it, it's actually we've got some pretty good stuff that's still coming out. Yeah. And again, it's more independent though. So it's a little bit harder to seek out, but mm-hmm. honestly, you know, with all the websites that are out there, um, the social media, now it's easier than ever, Yeah, uh, which I think is kind of nice. Um, again, just having the opportunity to see all these films, it's been... It's been good for me mm-hmm. and my kind of my my horror re-education, <laughs> you know, the re-education, Re- the, the, the re-education of Greg. It sounds like <laughs> it's my, my comeback album, man, <laughs> or a Roger Corman movie. <laughs> I would lean towards the Roger Corman actually on that one. But I'm really um, I'm anxious in terms of, you know, stuff that's still going to be released here in 2016. Um, 
the major stuff I'm not really aware of. It's just the independent stuff that yeah. still is making its way out. And, you know, we're lucky here in the Kansas City area with a Slaughter Movie House uh-huh. in terms of bringing in more independent horror. We just recently saw uh, Liam Reagan's Banjo, which was a lot of fun. A that really was a good, fun movie. Fun party, just environment film like that. So we get the opportunity to see a lot of good independent horror and shorts through that as well. <laughs> so, you know, shout out to... Um, Jill, who was on the podcast before, Scary mm-hmm. Gary, uh, all the work they do bringing in those films here in the Kansas City area. Um, and I know we don't like to try to be too regional here on this podcast, Nightmare Junkhead, but you know, here in the Kansas City area, we, we've got a lot of good outlets, yeah, um, op- opportunities for uh, interaction with the horror writers, uh, with more independent horror. It's great. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the uh, biggest things from last year for me is actually getting out there and seeing those and then even interacting, God forbid, you know, right. with people. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been really good. And so I just think we're kind of in a really good thriving environment and i think um with the 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 35 millimeter series we're doing with the alamo you know we kind of talked originally like this would kind of be our education for people as well yeah you know what what are the canonical things that you need to see you know are we gonna and we are gonna go a little bit more mainstream initially mm-hmm. but we're just gonna ease and yes exactly things. ease into you weren't we aren't gonna be dropping the uh you know what i was gonna do that night for the uh the christmas marathon yeah, thank God we're not going to be doing that because you know that would be that would be bad and poor taste. <laughs> right, not right off the bat. No, no, we'll, we, we'll, we'll 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 wait a little bit on that one. So we are on Facebook, guys. You can like us. It's just Nightmare Junket uh, through Facebook, and we put it out earlier today a little uh, listener Q and A. Uh, just you know, if you guys had any questions about the podcast, or if you had any possible discussion questions, and we got a couple of uh, responses here, which was nice. So I thought we'd throw these out here. Uh, Chris Daniel, friend of the podcast, we love you guys. Oh, he most definitely, to, big shout out. He wanted to inquire um, our favorite and our least favorite slasher films. Okay, and then while I was like, well, you know, what do you qualify as slashers? Are you including the main franchises? He's like, well, you know, f it. Best and worst slashers, best and worst in franchises. So, wow, yeah, right. That's so, okay, a, that's kind of that's a daunting task. That's one I'm ready to take on because now I got questions. I mean, are we talking about like okay? Because we got to almost break that shit down. That's what's fun with horror is the yeah. fact that we even a, a basic genre like that. Well, you go well. There's this genre, subgenre, this right? microcosm of the genre. You almost need like one of those like police charts where they have <laughs> strings and shit attached to the thing like okay this is the big cheese right here now he goes down to this guy and he likes to put his fingers in all the pies so when the, this guy is then attached to these three enforcers right and so like it's almost <laughs> it's daunting actually right? well i will always <laughs> instead of hill street blues it's elm street blues elm street blues that's brilliant <laughs> go out there and Pleasant dreams. Have a good night on the hill, and whatever you do, don't fall yes. asleep. Bitches. <laughs> so um, I'll throw it out here. Um, thank you, Chris, for that, because that's really, God, that's a tough one. Yeah. Because, you know, what is a slasher? Well, to me, it's just one of those, sta- uh, you know, I'll go with, you know, for my best. It's obvious, and it's one that kind of started it all, unless you go back to Black Christmas. But Halloween, man. Yeah. You know, that's that's where we get all the tropes from. Um, it's a brilliant movie in and of mm-hmm. itself i mean yes. beyond it being a horror film um yes. it really announced the presence of john carpenter to the mainstream um you, you know we we're, we're gonna go see him uh, you know I, this very year you yeah know, so. i'm gonna have to agree that's the quintessential horror movie that's but, the that's the best but i will say make sure you do watch bob clark's uh, black christmas because that came out i think it was in 74 yeah and and not the it's, and not the remake with the guy with jaundice i 
I've heard decent things about it's, the remake. It's it's all right, but it, it's not the but same. it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I mean the original. You get John Saxon for God's right. sake. Um, Margot Kidder's great in it. Um, but yeah, Halloween to me is like the it is the slasher. Yeah. Uh, now in terms of a worst man, uh-huh. because the one thing with any good genre is it's going to have a bunch of imitators. And, you know, they realized that slasher films sold, so you got so many just substandard, like, um, Slaughter University, Slaughter U. That's not a good film, but it's it fits, like, all the, the, the trappings of a slasher film. Um, uh, One that's kind of coming up to my head right now about the worst... There's just so many to choose from. I mean, are we talking about like Hillbilly Family or are we talking like like those? Are we talking sure. about It's almost got to be like uh that thing on Cabin in the Woods when they're at the office the bedroom pool of everything. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, the one that's come we might have to we might have to dwell more into that. Okay. But okay. I I'm thinking there's one that's sticking out right now and it's a movie called The Gore Gore Girls, I think. No, oh, yeah. no, or um no, Girls Night Out. It went by like four or five different titles. Okay. Is is this the one where the guy's dressed up as a teddy bear, bear and he's like got the steak t- knives in his hands? Steak knives his hands. Also known as the scare maker, I believe. And it went by like four or five different titles, right? Yeah. And so probably because it wasn't really good. <laughs> no, and like he just comes out and he looks like a crazy mascot. He looks like um, okay. <sighs> On the front of the CD, of Kanye West is under undergraduate. One of Kanye West is like early stuff, right? There's this bear, and he's like sitting all sad in a college dorm room or something, right? Think of that bear, right, with like overalls and steak knife hands, and just big googly eyes, like he's all meffed out, just like ah. It's 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 not a good movie. It's you know, uh, Hal Holbrook's in it. It's ridiculous. Just doing him. I think it was his son. I think that's in it. Uh, that was either a writer, director, or the star in it. But uh, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. So your franchises. I mean, I just figure the big three: Friday the Thirteenth, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, genius. Best and worst in Friday the Thirteenth. I'm gonna have to say. Um... The best and worst in Friday the 13th is the same thing. Go on. Go on. I like where you're going. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Uh, The life and death of Shelly. So part three? Okay. So it's, it's the... It's the worst because I fucking hate Shelly. It's well documented on the podcast. Your feelings I with fucking hate Shelly, and he's going to be coming to Crypticon if I remember, which will be interesting. I'd love to get it. Uh, somebody kind of, <laughs> you know what? If someone wants to get me something, fucking, it's good. Picture Shelly will fuck you too. You know. <laughs> Actually, if I can just get a shot of you both just, flipping each other off, genius. Fuck you too. Love Shelly. Fuck. That would just make me almost hate him more. We'll make it know? happen. We'll make it happen. <laughs> but and so that's he was the worst part about it, and the best part about him is when he fucking ate it. That was the <laughs> best. So my best and my worst out of that franchise, fucking Shelley. I like that. I like that the totality answer there. And I don't think part three really gets a lot of love or as much as it should. Um, yeah. And it's I think it's the kind of the hokey three D. But um, I'm gonna go. Um, 
I, I this kind of I think Friday the Thirteenth goes with the Star Trek theory where the even ones are the best ones because um, I'm a huge fan of two, four, and six. But I'm yeah. gonna go with uh, Part Two as my favorite. Oh yeah, it's it's to me it still maintains it's still a very scary movie. Um, there's some legitimate like scares where um, just wonderful use of blackness. Um, just, I mean, the 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 darkness kind of becomes a character, you know, in and of itself. Yeah, and he's scary himself too. He, and he's the very potato sack. Oh yeah, because and he moves quickly in this one too. Because there's this shot where uh, Ginny's running down the this hill, and you just see through this window, and you see him stumbling after. Her. It still scares me to this day. Yeah. Um, it's got great, uh, great use of psychology in it when she figures out how to use, you know, the sweater. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's a good one. It's yeah. a fun one. And then my worst. Um, I like part five. I'll defend part five to a lot of people. Um, I think the worst one, because it could have been the best one, uh, part seven. Yeah? Yeah, just because, you know, the MPA cut so much out of it, and it just, it, it's a fun one, man. It's, you know, Kane's first run as uh, Jason. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, what was that, Little Scary Kids? Fuck, dude, don't. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's got um, Zombie Jason. Yeah. And it's Carrie versus Jason. Like, it could have been so much fun. It could have Had been. they kept the good gore and kills in there. Yeah. Because this one gave us the classic, uh, the, uh, the sleeping, sleeping bag. bag death. Boom. So, yeah. So, yeah. I, I it, Because it could have been the best, for me, it's the worst. Uh, let's see here. Let's go with Nightmare on Elm Street. Number three is the best. Got to go with the Dream Warriors. Yep. That. It's got great kills. Yes. It's got a good story. It continuations from the first one. Yeah, I mean, know, I Nancy mean, comes back, which right. was just, you remember seeing that the first time? Like, oh, Nancy, shit, yeah, it's right or, on. Right, yeah. Uh, Kevin Yeager had that really amazing um, FX work on it. Yep. Uh, just and I, the kills. I'll go back to it again. Oh, man. The kills were awesome. The oh. puppet string one oh, that was Phil's brutal. Death, that was horrible. Brutal. That gave me nightmares. That was brutal. just awful. Um, and then it gave you false hope too, because then like the nerdy guy's like, "I'm a magician, right?" You're like, "Oh, he's gonna fuck Freddy up." And then, fuck. I don't believe in fairy tales. Yeah, just a, oh, and this fuck. was when Freddy he was still kind of scary. You know, this is obviously the one they were transitioning into more he's taunting. Then yeah. he's adding insult to injury on this. Yeah. One. Yeah, no, number three is so good. Yeah. Um, I, you went number three. I'm going to go with the first one. I know it's a stock answer, but that movie is still scary to this day. That movie is still unsettling. Yeah. The imagery, the shot of Freddy in the alleyway with the extendable arms. I'll tell you the one that um, when she's walking up the stairs and there's like fucking oh, oatmeal. When, that fucked me up. That fucked me up for a long time. It just, um, all the good practical effects, uh, the fact that you really cared about the, 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 the people in there. Um, Tina's horrible death, which to me still is just brutal to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and p- little Johnny Depp, man. You know? <laughs> when we're dancing on the ceiling. <laughs> that little tiny-ass half shirt he's wearing, man. It's fantastic. So what do you go with the worst in the series? Because this one, you know, there's there's a turning point. I don't know. I kind of got love for them all. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Um, I can still see, like, uh, that's a hard one, dude. See, I, because I, okay, because so the first one ever, I, that it popped in my mind was Freddy's Dead. Mm-hmm. But I can see good stuff in it, you know? 
I well, mean, uh, are you are you comparing it to the quality of the previous films in terms of how to pro you know in terms of how you are um, pro writing everything? Because I think I mean honestly, you know, anything after five, I think, does really suffer. Um, but I kind of like the dream arcs, the whole that. Oh, I thing. love three, yeah. four, and five. I love the arcs on those. I just I think there's some of them that work, you know, a little bit better than the others. I might have. Okay, no, I got it. I got it. I know exactly which one. That Lay it is. on me. Okay, fucking Freddy versus Jason. Nice answer. Freddy nice versus answer. Jason. That's the one that I'm like, ah, you know, because it could. Once again, it could have been much, much more. And the fact that it that it wasn't much much more means it shouldn't have been made. Right. You know, it, there's a reason that this movie took so long to make. Um, and I know the movie has its defenders, but in terms of kind of going back to what made the characters great, I just I didn't, no. I didn't dig it. I didn't. And Catherine Isabel in there's great. Um, um, Monica Kina is great. Uh, I don't know, but Destiny's Child, which she was kind of the f bomb, was a little unsettling. And then, and then, if you wanted Jay and Silent Bob so fucking bad, why didn't you just get oh, Jay and Silent Bob yeah. and just take shit in a different direction? It was, you know what I'm saying? It was a little awkward it when was, that when that happened uh, there. Yeah, I'll I'll go with Freddy's dead. I just don't think it was all that strong. Um, Freddy was really dead at that point, man. I mean, he they just run him into the ground. Uh, he wasn't scary. He was, you know, he was a little plush toy at that point. Which don't get me wrong, it like you said, this film still have merits, but it's easy for me to pinpoint that one. Okay, and then lastly, uh, you know, one of our obvious favorite franchises, uh, Halloween. And this is a tough one because to me, there's the obvious answer. Right. And you know what? Fuck the first one. We don't get okay. to choose from that. Okay. Okay. We'll take okay. that the obvious okay. one out okay. with that one. All right. Cool. Cool. Because cool. that one to me, it's you know. That you 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 can't subjectively sit, tell me that's not you know yeah because I I'm 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 thinking the best one for me it's a toss up between no it's not a toss up I'm gonna go Halloween three nice good answer I'm gonna go Halloween three is the best one and aside it, from number one yeah close second probably Halloween two mm-hmm. Because I really enjoyed Halloween 2, but Halloween 3, I think it's just, it's the best Halloween movie because it's a Halloween movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just like the first one was a Halloween movie, right? There's something bad, can you, in Halloween? This one was like, bad shit's going to happen again on Halloween. So you don't even know. You Let know me what I'm ask saying? you, when were you always on board with this film, or did you do one of those kind of reevaluations? No, I was always on really? board. Really? Really? You've always, always that's really cool. I because I'll admit. I liked it. I liked it. I'll admit, I was one of those people that didn't understand it yeah. back in the day. And then I didn't really give it a rewatch until, you know, whenever that critical reevaluation came about, where now the film has its legions of fans out there, which yeah. is awesome. Because I've always had that three more days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Dude, I'm wearing a patch right? on my jacket that you got me, yeah. my friend. That's just such ingrained in my head as a young man. Like, oh. Well, and back in the day, you don't really realize that. Um, um, uh, oh, good Lord, uh, Cochran in that, you know, and you don't realize in terms of the great character actor that right. he is um, until you go, oh, well, that's what happens when, you know, you start. That's where you go from OCP, you know, to Silver Shamrock there. But, you know, Tom Atkins. Because it's so crazy because it's got like robots and doomsday cults, <laughs> drills being, uh, you know, put in through their foreheads. Um, and then also just that great uh, Carpenter Haworth score. <laughs> Which is phenomenal. I have that one I have on vinyl, and it gets a lot of plays because it's oh, so man. good. Yeah. Okay. No, I'd. I'd so I'm going to go. Um, for me, um, the best one is it's basically a remake of the first one, but it's a remake given a kind of an '80s veneer. But Halloween Four: The Return of Michael Myers. Yeah. 
I think it's very underrated. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good. You know, we've talked about we, we you know, when we were talking with Justin, yeah. Jesus Christ, the man is Ooh, he is an encyclopedia. He is. Um and I you know, we even I think we were talking we agreed on that one, but like that opening shot is just such a perfect encapsulation of what Halloween is. Even that like the font, the coloring, it just all worked so well. Um and the thing that keeps it from being a classic, I think, is the bad Michael Myers mask, because it's pretty bad in that one. That's the weird thing that, that you know, it took it was just so hard to recreate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Daniel Harris killing it in the role. She's fantastic. She's so good in that movie. I mean, she's a great actress, but, you know, that age to sell that that pathos. Excuse me. Right. I mean that's it's just works so well. Um, the, I just I really enjoyed it, and it's um, got this blonde. She was the uh, the sheriff's daughter, mm-hmm. and I was like, why does she look so familiar? She was in the movie Hard Bodies, <laughs> and she's also in Fraternity Vacation. Did she go for the bigger, better deal? She went with a BBD man. Yeah, it was. But I was like, where is she from? Uh, but yeah, Halloween Four easily my my favorite beyond the first one. So what's your least favorite in the Halloween franchise? And Buster Rhymes Resurrection. Yeah. Trick or treat motherfucker it's it's weird like you know he became I, a cartoon he did is this this is kind of his freddy's dead it was like it was like fucking scooby-doo and they unceremoniously killed off laurie strode you know it's not a good movie no and they the... were they're kind of going with the trend of found footage which you know you never want to see kind of a franchise do that yeah. That's almost the death toll, man. I mean, not the death toll, the death kneel. Dude. It is. It is because yeah. now, I mean, Halloween is in kind of franchise limbo right now. You know, there was talks that there was going to be a new Halloween movie. Then that went to the buy side. Now they're talking about a possible television show. I heard that oh, got next need. Okay, so there you go. So Because were they going to go like a, the Dr. Loomis Adventures or something? <laughs> we'll be renewed six times. <laughs> We'll hit syndication. <laughs> It'll be great. Um, so, ah, worse for me, man. I I know it got love through Dismember the Alamo, and Ryan Davis chose this one, man. But Halloween Part Six is <coughs> that to me is where you chose Resurrection. I got to go with Part Six, uh, the Curse of Michael Myers. That mm. one just it, that never worked for me. Why? I, I think about the time I saw it because I saw parts uh, five and six in the theater. So I was still, you know, naive enough with my youth that I would just follow it without abandon. But this was the first time I was like, man, this just doesn't make sense. And I I think it was the whole Curse of the Thorn thing that when they brought in like this Celtic mythology and all this stuff, it just it killed the shape. He was no longer the shape. He's Michael Myers. Right. And also a weak score. Like, it just didn't retain any of the good Halloween elements for me. They never really completed the the Thorn aspect did they i'm trying to remember at the end of the movie he's he's still alive no but they never they, they, they never, never finished it, it. No, they never no. finished they it. ignored it pretty much because i think they realized like oops Ooh, you know what they should do hmm. Ooh, if they're gonna try and do something with the thorn make them the thorn the cult from part three tie it back right to that. and like it's like michael myers became their new uh their new new from silver shamrock right Instead of the mask killing people when you put them on, the mask becomes a person and kills people. Interesting. So if they That'd did something cool. like, yeah, if they kind of tied it back, like Silver Shamrock. The <laughs> specter <laughs> of Michael Myers, yeah, man. Yeah, you know? I would dig that, Just actually. all tied in, you know? Just something. And I hate when 
franchises leave too many questions unanswered. You well, know? you know, and I tell you, this is the uh, the other thing in terms of modern horror is the fact that they're always, you know, trying to remake things. And, you know, we've talked <sighs> about it plenty of times on the podcast before, you know. I've, we've seen some good remakes, obviously, but mm-hmm. it just seems like an easy cash-in, you know, because with an established property that people are familiar with. Well, but then you got shit under the radar like the new Cloverfield. That came from nowhere. And you saw that, correct? Yes. That really did come from nowhere. <laughs> Literally, like two months ago, they're like, hey, new Cloverfield. You know, and everybody's like, what? And, and so, then, but the, is it is it in the specific Cloverfield, Cloverfield universe that we experienced in the first film? God, go. <sighs> right, because I understand, like, I know what happens in it because I'm How that idiot know? that reads reviews. Oh, you did? I'm an idiot. Oh, boo, boo, So, But I boo. understand that it's like the less you know of it, the better off this you are. This is definitely the less you know, the better off you are because then it's it adds to the tension. I'll just say that, and where people are, like, drawing the line is in the third act, but it's it, that's where, like, yeah, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, it's really well character-driven. And it, um, is it Mary Elizabeth Winstead and, and John, John Goodman. Goodman and another dude, right? But yeah, I'm sold. Right. You know, right. John Goodman plays this just complex character. Just like, whoa, you know, it's 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 very cool. And Mary with Mary Elizabeth to drink treat. She's a treat treat. She's obviously fan, you know, and she's a genre favorite. Yeah. Uh, Scott Pilgrim, the mm-hmm. poor thing remake. Uh, right. Uh, the prequel, whatever. You're right. Um, so no, I I'm I'm I'm. But it's 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 good. The, I'll, I'll check it out. The less you know, it's better. Well, I'll, I'll I'll see it this weekend, and we'll do an episode on it here soon, so we can talk about it. Um, but the last little Q and A that we got was from Regina Daniel, <laughs> from relation to Chris. Mm. Oh, no. But she's like, uh, "What were your thoughts on the Wraith?" I have not yet seen it. Really? Yeah. Oh snap! Really? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so another thing that we're going to be starting here soon is this little uh, kind of companion piece to the 35mm horror series called Weird Wednesdays, where it's going to be basic um, other genre films that are outside of the horror uh, realm. Because I I think with uh, The Wraith, it's kind of a horror sci-fi film, but more tinged in science fiction. Uh, but this is, we have a, a print available of The Wraith, so we will be screening it soon. Okay, cool. But this is um, this is kind of like... It's the ultimate 80s movie, but it's not an 80s movie. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a, a Charlie Sheen vehicle, and ha! If any of you at home, uh, you'll like what I did there. Uh, but he basically, uh, he plays, could be this like wraith, this alien coming back to avenge the death of his brother, and it takes the form of this car and this kick-ass like, bondage gear thing with this kick-ass shot. It's, it's great. It's just a, it's, it's fun. <laughs> Sherilyn Finn is in it. Sold. <laughs> yeah, 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 we're talking 80s Sherilyn Finn. <laughs> sold. Um, Clint Howard is in this. Double sold. And he's rocking this Jack Nance from fucking Eraserhead <laughs> Pompadour. Uh, Randy Quaid is the sheriff. Oh, Jesus. It's is this fun. just like a big bowl of crazy? It's wonderful. It's fantastic. But yeah, the Wraith is, uh, and shit, if anyone was at our Kroll screening, I gave away uh, my soundtrack of the Wraith. Which I don't know why I did it for the for Kroll when I should have known you know to save it for the Wraith, but uh, you know it's <laughs> it's fun, man. It's a lot of fun. But yes, Regina, I, I love it, and I know Gene. I'm 
I don't want to overhype anything. It's okay. a fun 80s genre okay. film. That's okay. all you need to know. Like I said, my New Year's resolution is going in as much blind as I can. Yeah. Well, you'll you'll you know go in blind. Don't touch yourself. You'll be fine. <laughs> um, so no, man. Um, <laughs> we covered we covered a lot today, but we're like I said, we're we're still a weekly show here. We're going to be doing a lot of things, but you know, check out look out for our 35 millimeter horror series that we're going to do. Uh, it'll give you a chance to talk with us and get on us. You know, here with Nightmare Junkhead. Mm-hmm. So genius. Anything else there, my friend? Um. I think I'm good. Okay, right, guys. And until next week, my name is Greg D. And I'm Genius McGee. And we will see you in your dreams.